Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Well, hey, Scott. Hi, Mark. Good to be here again. I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that we had some good news today. We got... Okay. We actually received a grant for this podcast from Brilliance Labs, and we're really grateful for that. We're using the new microphones that we were able to buy with that. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited just to have received a grant from something called Brilliance Labs. That <laughs> makes me feel like a little better than I actually am. So right. no, <laughs> seriously, we're very grateful for their support and. It's been, um, yeah, it's just already been useful to have the new equipment. So yeah, we're really glad. Yeah, and then in addition to uh, the grant, when when we were receiving that grant from him the other day, he prayed for us. And in his prayer, he talked about the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son uh, in Luke 15. And so we thought that would be, that's definitely something that I've identified with uh, in the past and thought it would be a good topic today. Okay. So um, I, I'm also literally an older brother, too. I'm the oldest of three boys and a younger sister as well. And so just on the surface, I've had, I've got a lot of reasons to in identify. every way conceivable <laughs> yes. that you are the older brother. I am the older brother. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> uh, I suppose we could uh, just start off by by reading it. Uh, it's in Luke 15. Uh, and I'm going to read... Can, can I yeah. just interrupt? I, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's in Luke 15, and you can read it in a second. There was a time when I w- was invited into uh, classrooms in public school and uh, to teach the Bible as literature, and this is one of the texts that I used that really... Because it's something that everyone should know. Right. And so that was sort of the goal of the class was what do people need to know about the Bible? Well, the parable of prodigal son is a great place for them to start. So yeah. anyway, that was kind yeah. of a fun little fact that I just remembered. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I, so the parable that, that Jesus tells later uh, that we'll read, I just want to read the first couple of verses just so that we get the context of why he tells the parable. But in verse 1, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, him being Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. And then it says, so he told them this parable. And then he goes through the parable of the lost sheep, how he will leave the 99 to go find the one that is lost, uh, the lost coin where the woman will light a lamp and search the house to find that lost coin And then starting in verse 11, he says, And he said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. 
Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here in hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what, th- what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Where to start? Yeah, yeah. isn't that great? <laughs> I just uh, probably don't even need to talk about it. Just read it. It yeah. seems like. Yeah. It's uh, so I guess the way I relate to that is just how I depended on my own works and my own resume like like the older brother does mm-hmm. uh, in this. And, uh, you know, on, honestly, it's something, it's something that I still struggle with a little bit when you hear stories of people who have lived just the worst lives as far as we tell, like, earthly lives, and then they say they come to faith in Jesus. There's a part in me that still, I, I still fight this older brother syndrome a little bit of just, Really, like uh, you know, th- th- that's just still. I'm not. Ha- I'm not proud of it, but yeah. that's there, and um, we we just under undervalue the gospel when we do that. It's, well, that's what the other bro- elder yeah. brother did, right? Yeah. Is he just did not get? Yeah, he did not get the love of the father or the grace that the father showed right. the younger brother. Yeah. That just was not in his frame of reference at all. Yeah, and I do think that there are a lot. I mean, we're all bred, I think, to to be the older brother, 
Really? I mean, you just hear about the, the younger brother asking the father for his share of inheritance. Dad, I wish you were already dead, and I can't really wait. So, I mean, that doesn't sound good to anybody. No. Even the people who want to go live like younger brother that know that that sounds bad. And so the, there's that little bit of older brother in all of us to say, oh, really? You, yeah. you know, that's terrible. And I think we kind of all lean that direction like this is ridiculous. And... And we think then, like the older brother, that in order to be loved by the father, we have to perform. Mm -hmm. We have to stay there and work. And, you know, that's, that's just, we just don't understand what it's like to be loved apart from our performance. Yeah. 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 We've talked about that before. It's just, it's kind of the way everything in the world except the gospel right. works. So, yeah, it's, it's good. I, I read the first couple of verses to give us some context, but Jesus is specifically responding to the Pharisees having this attitude about the tax collectors and sinners that mm-hmm. were, that Jesus was here and and caring about and and saving. You know that they were the lost sheep, they were the lost coin, they they were the younger brother, and so it's it's just it was a really hard thing when I realized that this was the same attitude that I had. Because I could read the Bible and recognize that the Pharisees were hypocrites. And so you, you didn't mind having a bad attitude. It's just when the bad attitude looked like the Pharisees, that's what you didn't mind. <laughs> right, right. It was oh, okay. like, I, I... Just let me have the same old bad attitude, but don't make me like the Pharisees. Yeah, yeah. I, it was uh, It was easy to see they were, you know, kind of the bad guys in these parables and the stories but I didn't realize that I had the same attitude that they did. Yeah, I mean, I think the attitude is clearly they're judgmental about the younger brother, but but more so disparaging of the father. The you know they don't get the father's love and grace. They just he shouldn't be doing in the in the older brother's eyes, the father should not be doing that. Right. I think that's really when you get. Um, sideways is yeah he shouldn't be taking that's not fair it he shouldn't be doing that right and grace isn't exactly fair no you know grace is just you get what you don't deserve and that's what this uh younger brother did and the older brother didn't compute that did not compute for him the other thing that's interesting about that for me with the older brother is that he he appears to be serving the father not because the father loves him or the, because he experiences the love of the father. He's just sort of outside of the, what we would consider to be love. And there is this payout that he's after. You never even killed a fatty calf for me. In other yeah. words, I didn't get the payout right. and all that. And he is, um, he's been out of shape because he, he had a transactional relationship with the father. I, yeah. I'm working, you should be paying me or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting too. I I love the the joy that there is for the father. No no doubt for the younger brother too. When when he returns, he you had the whole thing happy, planned out. Yeah. What he was going to say, he was willing to just. He thought it'd be great if he could just be a servant. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just looking for his next meal basically right. at this point and. 
And that's not what he was met with. You see the father running to him. It's such a great picture. Um, the father moves toward the older brother too. Oh, but, nice, yeah. But he's not met, you know, in verse 27, he moves toward the older brother to entreat him, to invite him to come in and and enjoy. It's good that we're celebrating this. Um, I, I noticed, too, the older brother doesn't even refer to the younger brother as his brother anymore. He says, this son of yours, instead of my brother. You know, he just wants to be completely distanced from him. He just right. has this idea that he's so much better and... Well, and you know that he tips his hand that he isn't really that much better, yeah. because what the text tells us is that uh, you know the son was uh, he he squandered his uh, money and uh, what does it say riotous living or he squandered in reckless living yeah and that's all it tells us reckless living well I mean he could have gambled it away he could have you know just do whatever, but the older brother, he knows what reckless living is like. And he says, he's devoured your property with prostitutes. Yeah. And in other words, the older brother kind of has his imagination. This is what I do. This is yeah. what I do if I was running away. Yeah. So he's thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is tricky. You know, I mean, that's part of the, I think part of the regret, I suppose, regret might not be the right word that the older brother has he didn't get to do that. Right. You know, and and he not only did he not get the fighting calf, he didn't get to, you know, have fun with the prostitutes or the reckless living. Right. Which is a complete, you know, just a completely fabricated wish because that's not going to satisfy. So it's so non-satisfying that the younger the younger brother had to run home. Yeah. It's not satisfying at all. Yeah. 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 And then the the joy uh, to that we're. I just want to talk about the bad stuff. Yeah, you're no, going, I do want to bring them back to the joy. joy. Back to the joy. That's good. <laughs> it, and you read it in the in the earlier parts of the parable with the lost sheep and the and the lost coin, and it talks about the, when the person finds the one lost sheep, they rejoice, and it talks about that there is uh, joy in heaven that they gather their neighbors together and their friends, and they rejoice. And uh, verse seven says, "There's more joy in heaven." over one sinner that repents than the 99 uh, who need no repentance. And I think that's probably worth talking about too, because when you, I could read that and think that it's possible to be a righteous person that doesn't need repentance. And I just, the rest of the Bible does not bear that out. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Well, and there, there aren't, there isn't that category in the introduction to these parables. Right. There's only the two categories of the Pharisee and yeah. the tax collectors and sinners. There isn't a, oh, all the righteous bystanders who have it all together. There is not that category. Yeah. yeah. And they're not those categories in this parable either. There's only the older brother and the younger brother. Right. Right. And they're the the joy of, of the gospel, the joy of the, the celebration that, that they're having at the father's house with the younger brother inside that the older brother can't bring himself to to come into. The the father comes to him and is inviting him in to, to this joy and he just he just can't do it. A- apparently we don't really get it resolved. Um, we don't hear what you know, it it would be great if this ended with and the younger brother and the older brother came inside and they uh, reconciled all and all lived happily thereafter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it, it it just leaves it right there that mm-hmm. 
that the father simply says it was fitting to celebrate. Well, I think I think one of the one of the things that fits the celebration is that I mean here Jesus is talking to the Pharisees about why he's eating with tax collectors and sinners. He's the one who is doing the looking. He's yeah. the shepherd who's gone after the one sheep. Yeah. He's the woman who's sweeping the house looking for the one coin. Right. He's the father who's waiting on the son. And so uh, the joy that's in all three of these parables is, is God's joy. Yeah. It's the joy that Jesus had in pursuing them. And I mean, in other words, Jesus wasn't duty bound to say, I got to go do what God wants me to do and eat with these bums. Right. He wasn't doing that at all, man. He was like, this is like so exciting. I am so happy to be doing this because this is where the joy is. Yeah. And, And I guess I would say too, I mean, if you're, if you're listening and you've experienced grace, there is all kinds of joy in sharing that grace with other people. That's what the father's trying to do here. That's what... That's what the woman did. She called all the neighbors. That's what the shepherd did. They called all the people. Yeah. And let's share the joy that belongs mm-hmm. uh, to God when he's rescuing people. Yeah. And that's, that's a, you know, in other words, the source of the joy is really internal in the person of God himself. It just trickles out to those who participate. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Unless you're the older brother and you say, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard sometimes because really, so what happened for me was not only did I realize that I had this attitude of the older brother, that kind of came later. Mm. What, what God did for me was he made me realize that you might think you've lived the life of the older brother, but you ha- you've lived the life of the younger brother. So it, I was, I experienced both. And the worst place you can be is to think, that you have it all together, like the older brother, and then find out that you are eating pig slop. Yeah, yeah. You, and so, but but then the great part about it is, with that repentance, then the, you do have that joy, and the Father mm-hmm. does run to you, and Jesus is finding. Well, see, and I think what you're describing, as you're saying, oh, I was a little bit of both, kind of. Oh yeah, uh, was exactly what the younger brother had when it says. And he came to his senses. That's that's yeah. that for me is if you're going to wonder like what is biblical repentance, it's coming to your senses. It's facing the facts. It's realizing, yeah, I I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. And that I that that to me is a, such a good description of what it means to repent. Yeah, yeah. it's not some spiritual like oh I've got to say these magical words. It's like no, I just got to realize this is. Yeah, it's not the life I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and so repent because of your pride that you have. Like back to the older brother part of it, be, your pride makes repentance more difficult. Like you have to, you have to lay down your pride to repent. It, it's just not uh, something like in for for example, my experience was that. I had to get to a place where I had to tell my adult children and my wife that I had been married to for 20 plus years that everything that I've ever told you about what the Bible says and about the gospel has been wrong. Like I I had to I had to say that. Like everything I've ever told you is wrong. But let's talk about what's what is right now, you know. And so it it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. Uh, but 
but there is there is this joy in it. There is the and the older brother couldn't lay down his pride. Yeah, he couldn't, and he yeah. didn't. Near yeah. as we can tell. Yeah, the younger brother did, and and the younger brother said, "Father, I've sinned before heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son." That is not a proud statement. That is a statement of right. like, okay, I recognize that I don't, you know, deserve this. So it's a he's let aside, set set aside his uh, pride for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know, part of what we talked about that was so wrong in my past life was the believing like the the older brother here is kind of finding his identity and his worth in his obedience and his behavior and what he what he did externally and that's that's kind of how I was raised was mm-hmm. you you've got to earn God's favor by doing good things with your your works and so I I just think that's an important point to make too that it it wasn't the, the younger brother didn't come back saying, I came to my senses, I, I know I was wrong, and now I want to earn your favor again. He came back saying, I, I don't even, I'm not even worthy of being called your son anymore. And, yeah. But the gospel doesn't leave anybody there. It, it doesn't leave someone in that spot where that you get to just be a servant or you get to just, you know, you are, you're brought in as a son or a daughter. And mm-hmm. so... It's good news. It's good it's news. It's really, really good news. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that the older brother, just when I, this is, you've already kind of said this, but the older brother uh, didn't share the agenda of the father. Right. See, I think he had his own agenda. Mm-hmm. And the father, the father was, was busy and the father wanted to celebrate. And the father knew what love was and what grace was. And the older brother had his own, he was off doing his own thing. Yeah. I mean, because we, we read this to say the younger brother went off doing his own thing. Yeah. But really the older brother was doing his own thing and not sharing the agenda of the father. And uh, the, that I think is part of what repentance is about is coming to grips with the fact that I've not been on the same page as the father here. Yeah. Yeah. And just submitting to what the Bible says of, of what it means that, that we only get, we're only deserving of being called a son or daughter because of the finished work of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus. And um, well, that that's the that's the hymn that I thought okay. of for this was uh, nothing but the blood. And I just think, um, well, let me just read. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. You can see the younger son singing that, can't you? Yeah. I mean, because he's been, I mean, for a Jewish boy to be off feeding pigs, Yeah. he's not feeling white as snow, let me just say that. No. And so the fact that it could be made white, he's probably singing that. I don't know if you want to sing some more for us. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that... Um, to think about it a little bit from from what the older brother might think or what I used to kind of think I, it's it was important for me to realize that there was no matter how many works I did no matter how many good things I did that you can't erase one sin you can't atone for a sin by doing something good and that that was something it took me a little while to to grasp you know but uh, the third verse of this says 
Nothing can for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. So I think that's what the older brother needs to realize, is that what he's trying and what the, his behavior or, um, you know, because you already talked about earlier, he had some some internal stuff going on. And no matter how much somebody looks like they have it all together, we all have that sinful nature and we all need the mm-hmm. blood of Jesus for for righteousness to be a son or daughter. Yeah. So. No, I think that was the right, that was the right uh, hymn for today. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.